All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Dr. Chris Courtney, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. So we've known each other for a little bit, uh, coached your son in basketball for a few years. I'd like to say we became friends over it. Sometimes you're upset at me, but that's what parents do at coaches sometimes. It's okay. It's the world we live in. I don't remember that. <laughs> I always wanted your son to shoot too, so because he practiced it. So, me too. <laughs> right? We both agreed on that. So, but uh, so, but uh, I wanted to talk to you because you're a doctor, and I trust people that are doctors for the most part. But I trust you. And with the whole coronavirus pandemic now, everything's getting canceled. The NBA's can't, uh, postponed their games. NCAA has postponed their games, which uh, basically every sporting event has outside of uh, Colorado State basketball championships, which is fine by me. But uh, so, so first off, what's tell, tell me your background a little bit so everyone knows. Yeah, I'm a medical doctor practicing general internal medicine. I've had an uh, office at the Swedish Medical Center in Inglewood, Colorado for the past 25 years. Very good. Very good. And so when we we've there's been a lot of uh information about the coronavirus put out there. What are we how accurate what do we have to worry about? How about that? Unfortunately, there's a, a lot of uh, unknown uh, lack of data, partly because it originated apparently in China, where information is uh, difficult to to trust, and uh, and also because we have not had much experience with this particular strain of coronavirus, so that we did not have commercially available testing uh, widely available which would be required in order to know the true extent of the virus. Uh, so, for example, we don't know how many mild cases there are. The only cases that are easily recognizable are the severe cases. Okay. And what, what does the test, is it just like a cotton swab, a blood test? How would people test for this if they had it? Correct. It's a, a throat or nasal swab and a rapid uh, antibody-based test that uh, creates uh, uh, an image such as a line across the strip uh, that uh, detect if positive in other words if the patient actually possessed the virus then uh, a line should show up across the strip uh, indicating that the uh, the test is is positive and uh, there is actually Colorado is one of the four states that has a drive-through uh, uh, testing uh, by nasal or, or pharyngeal swab, which would be similar to what you would get if you had a rapid strep test uh, okay. at, a, at a clinic. It looks identical to the patient. Okay. It just has uh, different, uh, you know, it's designed to, to detect a different um, antigen. Okay. And then with what are the, what's different with this strain compared to like the swine flu or other strains that there have been worries about in the past? Yeah, maybe not very much. Uh, this uh, Coronaviruses have been known for 50 years, but they are, they were previously thought just to cause uh, colds, uh, along with other viruses like rhinoviruses, 
which are probably the most predominant cause of colds. But then some of these uh, viruses can uh, can mutate or be mutated and uh, and and have a very different appearance to our immune system, uh, which either allows them to elude our immunity or uh, perhaps cause a very violent reaction from our immune system, uh, such as adult respiratory distress syndrome, which is the reason most people with these viruses expire. Okay. What what are the uh what are the thoughts on the virus like getting burnout as the weather warms up in our hemisphere? Well, that's exactly what happens with influenza, which is the one we're most familiar with and uh, and which we're unable to completely prevent despite uh, the, the efforts of mass vaccination the influenza virus through different strains circulates around the globe every year. And uh, and some people succumb to it. Uh, the latest statistic I've heard was that already 20 or 30,000 people have died from the influenza virus this year. Oh, wow. Um, Is that in the, in the United that States? Happens, that's, that's a low number, I think. Uh, it's, uh, there are many, uh, many deaths every year. Usually in the elderly or people who have uh, chronic respiratory problems, such as emphysema, um, or people who are immunocompromised, uh, they would be more vulnerable to these uh, these particular viruses. So the question is, will coronavirus follow the same pattern as influenza, which is primarily a, a cold weather virus, and then it kind of disappears in the summer and or, or or spreads in the southern hemisphere mm -hmm. uh, during our summer yep. and their winter, and then uh, it, it evolves into a different strain and uh, and spreads around Eurasia and ultimately to North America, where we are exposed to a different strain, usually from the prior year influenza virus. So that's a big uh, question: is do do we should we expect coronavirus to follow the same pattern, and will it mutate like the influenza virus, so that being exposed to it once will give us lifetime immunity, un, un, uh, unlike the influenza virus, which changes uh, enough to to be uh, virulent uh, again the following year. Uh -huh. No, it's a, a lot to think about. So then, what would what would do just since we're all out of toilet paper in the stores, how are we going to protect ourselves? Uh, hand washing and uh, cleaning surfaces, as we should always have been doing, is uh, probably most effective. Anyone with a cough, uh, out of respect to their, their neighbors, should not expose themselves too closely to other people. And that's that's advice that we should have been following uh, for for decades, not just uh, because of the coronavirus. It's a, it is funny to see how we're it's like like a standard sanitary habits that or what we sh should be, and we all fall short of them from time to time, or what help keep things like this at bay. That's correct, but it's a good reminder, and hopefully that's one of the 
silver linings that will come out of this whole experience with coronavirus is that maybe we'll all be a little more thoughtful about uh, about simple hygiene. So then my question then for you then is, I have a wedding in about two months. People are going to travel. Are they going to be safe? It's Your answer is we're relying on it. <laughs> I, I think about the influenza virus. It, yeah. Much more destructive than than coronavirus has been so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, could coronavirus become more severe as we're able to test more? It doesn't appear to be worse than influenza. And yet, influenza uh, passes through our communities every year, and we do not let it change our, uh, our travel plans, or social or sporting events. And uh, that's Absolutely. Is there anything we missed on this before I let you go that you want to reassure, assure anybody? Well, with? well I, I have some questions about whether we're overreacting to the whole ordeal. And the only justification that I can really see for all the travel bans and, and other precautions would be if we were somehow able to delay it long enough to get it back into the the summer warmer months and then maybe it will curtail itself yeah. uh, spontaneously which uh, that needs to be weighed also against the uh, devastation that's being caused by this um, it, it's difficult to know I, we don't have experience with it like we do with influenza virus mm-hmm. but uh, if that seems to be a reasonable uh, pattern to to compare it to and uh, if that's the case uh, i'm not sure that we're, we're not going to look back on this as uh, as a not a false alarm it is real and it is serious for some people but uh, maybe something along the lines of y2k where we we went into extreme preparation mode and yet uh, it really did not turn out to be as as serious as expected well, I sure hope you're right on that, and uh, I appreciate your time. And I, I thanks for the information, and uh, I know I learned something. Well, be safe and be healthy, and I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Doc.